Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everybody, from the holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. At this present moment, we are recording this before the New Year. Back in time. Back in time. Back to the future. Uh, So I am like tempted for conversation's sake to say, oh, was your New Year, but it hasn't happened to us yet. yet. (laughs) How how was your Christmas? It was nice. You know, spent time with family and just relaxed at home. Nice. Pretty standard stuff. How about you? Pretty much the same. We, um, it's interesting because normally we host Christmas. Mm. However, earlier this year, my parents got two golden retriever puppies. Don't worry. I'll post pictures on WordPress. <laughs> Their names are Cody and Tucker. Aww. And uh, they're very adorable. And they're so much work. They jump Aww. all over the place. And they're, you know, they're like kids, only they could actually rip you to shreds. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so they didn't want to go anywhere. And they didn't want to have anyone come over because it's just a lot to deal with. So it was yeah. a very unusually quiet Christmas. But okay. it was nice because there's a lot less work that goes into no one coming over. It's very true. Hope you guys all had good holidays, too. And good New Year's at this point. So for this episode of costume theater we're gonna go back into all the jane austen news that has come out in recent months and just talk about it yeah it's been a couple months since we've done a jane austen breaking news yeah i love calling it that because i mean you know she's kind of been in the lexicon for like 200 years right. now so like breaking news, we could wait there's always new stuff we could wait a year and it could still be breaking news <laughs> yeah. who's gonna scoop us <laughs> No, but there's always new adaptations to talk about and always new ways people are reimagining her story. So it's really cool to see all the different ways that it is coming back to life over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, yes, I actually agree with you. I do enjoy it. Um, let's start by talking about a new Emma adaptation. I think they're just calling it Emma yeah. by uh, Focus Features and Working Title. Let me really quickly tell you why that's a good thing. So Focus Features like does a ton of period stuff. They did the Downton Abbey movie, which is also coming out next year. This year. This, this year. No, excuse me. This year. <laughs> they did that. They did On the Basis of Sex. They like they have done a lot of well-known stuff. In fact, they have, they're developing Longbourn, which is oh, okay. a book that I have read a good half of. <laughs> uh, it came out a couple of years ago. It's sort of basically the downstairs point of view of Pride and Prejudice, like from the, from oh, the yeah, servants. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it was like a, it was sort of a popular book and they have the rights oh. to that. So they're very ingrained in the Jane Austen adaptation family. Cool. Yeah, with this adaptation, it seems like just an updated version of it. Like it doesn't seem like they're really doing anything drastically different or new like i think with every adaptation they're calling it this like the this is like the true adaptation you know they're like we're the real ones <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see like how i mean if it's just a movie though I think like they'll is. still have to condense the story down in some way so what they'll keep in what they'll take out is going to be up to the team of autumn DeWild, who's directing it and it's, it was adapted by eleanor Catton, and they've got Anya Taylor-Joy cast as Emma. And in fact, the Deadline article we're looking at, they had just cast singer-songwriter Johnny Flynn. 
They don't say what he's doing, but he's cast. <laughs> is he? Oh, they don't say who he is. No, right? no, 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 no. But he's like a, he's a music man. He like, in fact, they're like, he's a singer songwriter type. He's like Ed Sheeran, but oh. not, but like way less famous. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's his log, his log line when they try to pitch him around. He's like Ed Sheeran, but like, you don't know him he's, yet. But he's available. He's attainable. He's, he's a nice guy. He's not as expensive. No. <laughs> What has Anya Taylor-Joy been in? You know- I know her name. I have- I've seen her face. Was she in a horror movie, I think? I'm looking it up right now. Oh, 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 oh. I know what I know her from. She was in Thoroughbreds. Did you ever see that? No. So that was- um, She was in Thoroughbreds, and she was also in that movie Split, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay. She was born in Miami. What? Yeah. Oh. Her mother is African, Spanish, English, and her father is Scottish, Argentinian. What an interesting background. I know. Yeah, because it says she's an English Argentine actress born in Miami. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, she's very, she's 22. So yeah, she's kind of an up and comer. She's also in The Witch, but I never saw that. that I think that's what I saw like posters of her face all over. (laughs) No, she's got, I mean, she's very beautiful. So she's got the whole, I mean, I bet you, I mean, like, Dude, I bet you in like a couple years she's gonna be crazy famous. She's I'm like, sure. so like actually, it's interesting. I was thinking about this while you were talking about you know real adaptations. I right. think the deal, especially with like literary adaptations like this, is like each generation kind of needs its own adaptation. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, we talk a lot about how we love the 2005 Pride and Prejudice, but like up until then, all people had was like the 1995 uh, miniseries, you mm-hmm. know. And, like, right now, the only sort of, like, the most famous Emma movie is the Gwyneth Paltrow version. And we're just, like, that's 1996. So we're kind of just due for an update. It has been a while. So I am excited for this. Like, I don't need them to do anything insane. We just sort of, like, need a new version, you know? I'm looking at, so she's 22 and Johnny Flynn's actually 35. Well, that happens. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, always, like. I'm not going to defend society. But we don't know that he's going to be our nightly. Remember, it just says that he has boarded the project. He could be, and I'm kind of looking at him. He's like, he's a good looking guy. But I always kind of imagine Knightley as like this sort of dashing figure. I guess I like, I have no idea what his presence is like. I don't know yeah. if he can act or anything, but may- maybe he's Elton. Maybe he's li- like, there's a, like several guys in this adaptation. He could be any of them. Maybe he just like opens the carriage door, you know, he's a servant. <laughs> <laughs> This Deadline article is all about him being a servant. That's all it is. That's why they don't want to mention who he plays. He's like coachman number five, you know? It looks like he can act, though, because he played young Albert Einstein in uh, Genius, and he got a Critics Choice nomination for that. So some people think he can act. So he can do a good, like, German accent. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, yeah, it's interesting that we just don't know, that they didn't say who he is they just announced, by the way, he's joining. It's very suspicious to me. So. Because when Anya Taylor-Joy joined, they were like, hey, we've got our Emma. Our and Emma. now they're like, and we've got this less guy. famous Ed Sheeran as well. <laughs> Shh, we won't tell you Don't what worry. he is. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but I'm, I mean, like, I'm excited to see that. We can have a Pemberley podcast screening. Maybe we should write to them and be like, <laughs> In you may have you heard of you us. You may have heard of us. <laughs> We're the most popular, uh, most famous podcast about uh, Jane Austen adaptations yeah. out there. Yeah. And I think you want to give us a screening. Maybe. Or maybe. I don't want to even <laughs> Invite know. us to the premiere, you know? Why not? Maybe that's all we have to do. We just have to put it out there. That's true. It and doesn't hurt. 
Doesn't and um, all the maybe Autumn or Eleanor or um, Graham Broadbent and Tim Bevan and Eric Fellner will, will listen to this and they'll be like, get on that. We need to get these girls to the premiere stat. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from that, the other breaking news segment we have is uh, a New York Times article titled Jane Austen's Unfinished Novel Comes to the Stage. It talks about they've made a stage adaptation at the Chinchester Festival Theater in England. They have adapted the Watsons into a play. It's a big deal because no one's ever done it because it was published posthumously, so no one really knows how it ends. And I want to say the character's name is Emma Watson. Oh, that's funny. Couple of things there. Obvious. It sounds like Emma Watson of <laughs> Hermione Granger right. and fame. just general yeah. feminist fame, Emma Watson. But also, it's a good time to address the fact that Jane Austen did not really diversify her names. No. Nope. I mean, I get it. It was England. There's like five names total. There's more, right? There were more names than that. Well, she could have either gone to Jane Watson or... <laughs> she already started. used Jane. She already used Jane. She's like, dang it. I gotta, I gotta go back to Emma again. Why didn't she name someone after her sister, Cassandra? Oh. Cassandra Watson. What a lovely name. She was like, she doesn't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was just pissed off at her sister yeah. every time she was naming these characters. Exactly. It says, like, the first half of the Watsons largely follows Austen's original material, lifting much of its dialogue directly. It's a cool way to, for I think a lot of people who may not have read it to experience it in that way in a live way i mean do they come up with their own i i'm assuming they had to come up with their own ending then for this play yeah so i'm looking at a quote from one of the i knew i wanted to do something meta theatrical with it miss wade added i don't want to give the game away but it does go a bit bonkers a bit perendelian she said referring to luigi Perendello and his 1921 play Six Characters in Search of an Author, in which fictional characters storm a theater demanding their story be told. So maybe it just gets kind of meta and weird. Oh, that's interesting. Mad respect. I mean, it's quite bold and can be daunting, I guess, or fun to take on a novel that hasn't been finished and Mm. to try to figure out what is the version of your interpretation of the story of how it ends or how it should play out. So again, seeing that play out on a stage is something that could be really cool to see too. I mean, what is cool about it is we talk, you know, this whole thing is about Jane Austen adaptations and definitely Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility, and Emma are like the top notches that get adapted over and over again this is something that's from that same sort of world but Mm -hmm. not a lot of people know so you don't have a lot of competition someone's got to be the first someone's got to be the first and it's these people we will post links to all of this uh when we publish this episode and you can check it out see if you want to explore it a little bit The next bit of Jane Austen news is that Lifetime has greenlit a couple original movies but specifically one that's called Pride and Prejudice, colon, Atlanta. And that's going to be a contemporary take on Jane Austen's classic. And what's unique about this is the entire cast is going to be African-American. It's being led by Reginald Vell Johnson as Reverend Bennett, a pastor of a prominent Southern Baptist church. So I think that's a really unique take on it, of setting it in the South, setting it in this very religious church and everything like that, and all that culture that goes into it too. Should be a lot of fun. 
and it's going to be a lifetime movie. I don't think there's really much news beyond that of like release date. So it's like kind of we'll just be keeping our eyes peeled for any additional news in the new year in this year. Reginald Vell Johnson was the from father. Family Matters. Yeah, yeah. played the dad. I, the I cop. hate that I forget his name, but I love that. Yeah, show. yeah, him. yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I don't like from the way they describe it too. It kind of I mean because you don't not make him the star. So I right. wonder if it's kind of more about like the parents than I mean like maybe them all of them dealing with their girls equally instead of you know I mean Pride and Prejudice is usually Elizabeth and Darcy falling in love yeah I wonder if it'll be a little different next yeah time to watch this it's looking like the same kind of premise you know like the eligible Will Darcy arrives into town and it'll Love be it. a lot of fun and it's being directed by Rhonda Baraka who seems to have done some other like Hallmark movies and the script is by Tracy McMillan who is mainly an author she did this book called Why You're Not Married yet <laughs> so that's what she's mainly known from so it'll be a, a cool adaptation to watch out for and the last uh, adaptation that we want to bring to light is a book that's been published in canada for some time it's not available here in the u.s yet i think it comes out in april and you can't even order it like on amazon like i actually couldn't believe that like you couldn't even order like the kindle edition in the united states i was outraged i'm not anymore because uh, work allowed me some book mail. And so I, I possessed the hard copy of Aisha Ooh. at last. I have not read it yet, but uh, I'm very keen to do that. Um, it's basically about a Muslim family that is living in Canada. I want to say Toronto, because that's like one of three cities that I know. Yeah, yes, Toronto. <laughs> <think> yeah. <laughs> Her parents want her to do an arranged marriage and they try and set her up with this guy and she hates his guts. But then a surprise engagement is announced between that guy and her... Her younger cousin. Yeah, and so it's set up with her younger cousin and she finds herself suddenly jealous. Ooh. Uh, but she doesn't want to give up her freedom, but it's kind of like she wants this guy. So it's like a whole... I'm like very excited to read it. And the cover is slightly different. I'll post a picture on WordPress page. The cover is slightly different than the Canadian cover. And I like it a lot because it's very glitzy and glammy and i like if i had to choose (laughs) (laughs) i would say that i like the the u.s cover a little more actually it does say on the on the side of the book on sale june yeah i lied it's coming out june 4th you guys i'm sorry you're gonna wait a little longer i thought it was april and it's june 4th but i i promise i'll like definitely read it before then and i'll yeah i guess i have i shouldn't open my mouth until it's out but i'm sure i'll like it i really want to like it yeah so with that, we'll continue to update on our, across social media any new adaptations that come up, any news like that, because there's always new adaptations to talk about. Oh, yeah. And there's always uh, Jasna stuff going on, too. At their last December meeting, at least for the Southwest chapter, they had announced the winner of their filmmakers contest, which is really cool. We can put a link in there and you can check it out, the winning short film, which is really awesome. And they've actually already opened up the contest for 2019. Oh, yeah. So the deadline for that's not till November. So you have more than that. Wow, you have almost an entire year. Yeah. <laughs> Get up on it, people. Yeah. The competition is stiff, I'm sure. Yeah. So there's always a lot of cool opportunities that Jasna does for college students and grad students so and high school students so there's always stuff to to do in the jane austen community yeah it's great never lose hope (laughs) yeah this episode has been pemberley podcast approved